you believe in ghosts? Hello, everybody. This is, of course, Ghost Stories, the podcast, episode two of season six, and we're we're as close as ever to Halloween. I think it's uh, for our Patreon listeners about two and a half weeks, and for everyone else about two weeks. When you're hearing this, well, depending when you're hearing this, and we can't wait. We've got a brilliant episode lined up for you, an especially spooky one. Uh, today's episode is actually one sent in by a listener of ours named Alex. So Alex, thank you very much for your story. It's not one of the spookiest we've ever had, but it's unusual all the same. Uh, and if you have a story to send in, do get in touch. It doesn't just have to be things that are overly creepy, any kind of paranormal experience. Uh, it could be enlightening, something that you know made you feel good, such as think back to our story god's dog that was a a really nice one some that our our listeners have enjoyed hearing something it doesn't always have to be a scary story as we say although you know the scary stories are why you're here let's let's be honest the others are just an added bonus so before we play the episode uh, i want to give a special shout out to our patreon listeners and if you want to get this episode or well future episodes anyways ad free and a few days earlier than everyone else and depending on how much you donate you could bag yourself a notebook or a t-shirt as well jump over to our patreon page uh, go to patreon search ghost stories the podcast and you can find us there and, and like i said for as little as a dollar you can become a patron of the show and you'll get it early early and uh ad free which is brilliant you know it's uh i know i can't wait for my favorite podcasts to come out which is why i subscribe to a few so um feel free however there's no pressure just being a listener yourself is support enough so we really appreciate that so without further ado i'm gonna pass you over to our storyteller which happens to be me this week sorry we don't quite have the budget for those voice actors yet but it's the dream one day and you are listening to a listener story sent in by alex called white road As a kid, I spent most of my days exploring areas around the village I lived in. We were located in probably the most remote area of the country, and so the landscape beyond our houses were filled with all kinds of nature. This village was a pretty strong farm community and sat just below the valley of a mountain facing south. I didn't have many people or things to spend time with at home, so I was always seen as one of the weirder kids in town because of this, which helped me build my terrible record of people even to this day. I wasn't exactly the type of person you would talk to, so since I didn't have anything better to do with my life, when I got some time off during the day I would just walk to specific areas in the local wildlife and run around play pretend. Since I didn't have many possessions there wasn't much to take with me on my walks except my imagination. So once I got to one of my designated playpens I would do basic stuff like finding the biggest rock around and imagining that I'm the king of it standing on top you know having a really fun time the other foreign rocks were like foreign rulers who wished to challenge my power you know silly things like that but the problem with me was that i get bored very quickly and my imagination it can run short really fast 
So to combat this, I would explore new areas in the region, see what new things I can do in the environment around me. It's like I was conquering the landscape one by one with my imagination. I was the emperor of it all. However, another one of the things I don't handle too well is getting lost. I was always a bit reluctant to explore to a large scale because my sense of direction was pretty poor, and to be honest, it still is. Despite this, boredom can be quite a powerful thing when it gets to you, or maybe just curiosity. Either one of the two, maybe the combination of both. I always tried my best to play as many things as possible in my safe zones, the areas where I felt familiar with. Yet there were those days where I found myself walking completely off course to where I would usually go, just to see what would happen and what I could learn next. To make things clear, this is a recollection of a memory that happened to me when I was about 10, so we're talking pretty young stuff here. And I want you to understand that even I take it with a grain of salt at times. There's probably a logical explanation behind it all. But even after all these years of living and witnessing all kinds of stuff, whenever someone asks me if I ever had an unusual encounter, that day is all I can remember. It was always more than just a memory to me. So this is what I recall. I was walking down this white road, in fact they literally called it the white street in the village, and the sun was beating down in the midst of summer. From what I know, the road was created during the time of the Romans when all roads led to Rome, so pretty outstanding stuff. Why I bother to tell you the specifics about the road is because once you find yourself walking on it, you also find yourself going down a long winding road that goes to quite the places. It splits up quite frequently, so I imagine a lot of the original road was probably just lost due to reconstruction in time. This road is probably a monument in its own right to the village, as it connects through a lot of important places in the area. The main thing is, unlike a regular street road or a simple forest path, this road can lead you to more than just familiar landmarks. The best way to describe it is how it looked, like it was made out of many chunks of small pure white gravel smoothed out by many years of exposure that gave off quite the crunchy sound whenever stepped on and that the road was elevated from the rest of the terrain not by more than mere centimeters most people walk down this road during their daily activities but as i said the road can diverge from its basic path quite frequently One of those paths is where I found myself that day. The first thing that comes to mind is that I found myself walking uphill. Not a steep hill, but it it bent enough that you need to reach the top to see a clear view of the other side. Abandoned buildings weren't that uncommon in the area. These buildings weren't houses in your traditional sense, such as places lived in. I'm assuming that most of them were like large makeshift barns or sheds, where people stored their tools inside, farmers and whatnot. A lot of the farmers owned numerous fields beyond the village where they would graze their livestock and I'm, I'm guessing these buildings must have served as a way to have them items at their disposable rather quickly and honestly some of them were actually a touch creepy. I use the word abandoned despite the fact that they weren't in the village so were likely used by the owners because of their appearance. They were usually two stories high and were made entirely out of wood and stood out in an open field some way from the road. They could sometimes be found in groups with a good distance between each of them and had all kinds of compartments hanging off the side walls. From their appearance, what was clear was that the owners never bothered to take care of them properly and that they certainly weren't built within the past few decades. 
I always made sure to keep my distance from such places, so not to let my curiosity take over. I've learned my fair share of lessons through trespassing. Uh, when I've tried once in the past text is a complex that looked rather abandoned, only for a resident to walk by and caught me red-handed. It's a good thing I was still young or else I wouldn't have gotten off the hook so easily that day. Anyway, on the day in question, I remember being in a large green field spread across a terrain filled with wide hills that the road went across. There were a few trees scattered across, but all of them were crooked and leafless and thin white barks that huddled together in odd patches of areas. I know the description of the area doesn't sound too odd, but when I reached the top of the hill, it felt like I wasn't in the same environment anymore. It felt a little eerie, but it probably wouldn't have lived in my memory for so long if not for what happened next. There was someone walking towards me. I could tell they were an elderly woman. Her hair was curly with a dirty red tone, and she carried something like a purse under her right arm. She was wearing a black coat that covered her down to her legs, much like a trench coat would. Her hands were deeply stuck inside her pockets. It wasn't a leathery or a slick type of jacket. Instead, it seemed to have a style to it and was much more smooth in appearance, like it was meant to be worn to a fashion show or something like that. The reason why I was able to tell such detail of what she wore was because of her walking distance from me. She was barely moments away from me. I was expecting her to look up at me due to the direction we were walking in, just like I was at her. Instead, her face remained, looking down to her right, looking at the floor, but I could still see her smiling. But it didn't seem like a friendly smile. In fact, it was rather unsettling. It seemed almost forced. As she continued to get closer, the lifeless, smiling expression on her face did not change. I remember not liking it. I thought that person might have, for lack of a better phrase, some sort of problems due to their lack of reaction to the situation. It felt like they were the type of person that would take a step aside to let them walk by so as not to get in their way. Most people would have just walked right by them, but my response was to take the situation to be of an extreme. I was confused about why they weren't physically responding to my presence, so I decided to walk back a bit and to the left of the side of the road. It, there was a ditch there. My reason why was because I wanted to see their face just a bit better and figure out what their deal was. Sound logic for a 10 year old, you know? I thought I was going to pretend that I was relaxing on that spot of grass and they just happened to walk by. I always do odd things like this in public when I want to assess the situation better. I'll, I'll pretend like I didn't make the previous few actions and that the person who I want to analyze has just intruded onto my turf, so to say. And so they should go mind their own business. So I leaned back against the tree and waited, looking ahead, waiting for their inevitable approach. I was motionless, and my head remained still, looking dead on. A lot of trees that surrounded me gave an odd shade. While I waited for them to appear, it took me a few seconds to realize, however, that something was wrong. She was so close not to have caught up to me yet. I began to feel like they saw me run back and were waiting for me to make a move. It was a bizarre thing to think, but that's what my memory tells me I thought of. Whatever it was, they weren't there when they should have been, and so I decided to go back and check. I didn't have the same view of the road where I decided to take a break, so I went back to the area where I spotted the stranger first, and she was gone. Now this wasn't a situation of them taking a different route or walking off the path. The whole area was a giant field, and all this happened in under 
minutes, it felt like seconds. You couldn't call the grass high and you couldn't just hide behind any of the trees. They were just not there anymore. They really did just up and vanish. I understand that people might be freaking out if they were to witness something like this, where someone seemingly disappears into thin air. But for me, the fear factor of the situation only came to me once I matured and thought about what actually happened on that fateful day. Back then, at that moment, I thought it was all my fault. I remember thinking about the comic Tintin and how they're talking about mirages and what they do. So that's the best way I could summarize and evaluate in my head what happened. In a way, I was freaked out, but it wasn't because I was scared. I was just confused about it all and wanted to go home and tell my mom about the whole situation. That is what my motivation was to turn around and walk back home. I have no idea how I found myself back home again that day, because the whole situation felt like I didn't experience in the first place. I never did tell anyone else what happened that day, maybe because I'm impressed by all the experiences other people have lived through in comparison, or maybe it's just because it's all baloney and my kid mind shouldn't really be trusted. I really do hope it's something as simple as that because for some reason my mind refuses to let the memory go, no matter how long I walk this earth. So that's all for this week. A thank you to Alex for sending in that story. It was an honor to record and a brilliant read initially. And listeners, what we need you to do now is go to Facebook or the website and vote for if you think White Road was based in fact or a pure work of fiction. And I know a lot of you interested in reveals of, of where these shows come from, uh, uh, the stories themselves actually. And we're actually going to have a radio show on local station 106.9 N Live in Northamptonshire uh, that will do a few episodes um, from the podcast and then reveals we'll talk about where the stories came from uh, the lucky thing for, for you listeners because I know a lot of you are based outside the county and it probably won't be easy for you to listen live is we will be pulling those shows and putting them on the podcast uh, on a monthly basis as well so keep an eye on our Facebook page for more news around that Secondly, if you've listened this long, hopefully you've enjoyed the podcast so far. So make sure to go to wherever you're listening and leave a review, a five-star review. We get the odd one-star one, but the the many, many droves of good ones you leave uh, battle those off. So we're very appreciative of that. And without those, we wouldn't be doing so well in iTunes right now. Last I searched, I think we were ranking second for ghost stories, searching it, which is just mind-boggling. And I couldn't do that on my own. It is down to all you listeners. So thank you very much. And one final plug for our Patreon page. If you want this uh, content ad-free, free and a few days earlier than everyone else that gets it jump over to patreon search for ghost stories the podcast and all it takes is a donation of a dollar and uh, you'll get the podcast a few days early we also have a questionnaire there about the type of uh, benefits you'd like to see so if you're not going to donate go there and fill out the questionnaire and let us know what what it would take to get you to uh, to become a patron and you could win yourself a ghost stories notebook so that's all for this week uh, we'll next see you on halloween Take care and don't stop asking. Do you believe in ghosts?